For this year's Christmas message, uh, I want us to briefly look at the well-known scene in which the angels appeared before the shepherds. And so in doing so, I'm going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, uh, you can just listen as I read Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. For all they heard and seen, as it had been told to them. Now, many of you guys probably heard that story. You've read that story maybe many times before. And if I were to ask you what the true meaning of Christmas is, if I said, what's the true meaning of Christmas? You'd probably say something like, Jesus. Good Sunday school answer. Not Santa, Jordan. If I asked you to expand on that answer of Jesus, you might say, well, Christmas is celebrating Jesus' birth. That's good. And if I asked you, why is Jesus' birth so important? Why do we celebrate that? You might say, because Jesus came to die for our sins. And you'd be correct. And it is that exact message, probably one that you're very familiar with. It's that exact message that the angels came to the shepherds to proclaim. And while it's, it's cliche to say, Don't forget the true meaning of Christmas. I really challenge you to not forget the true meaning of Christmas. And it's cliche for a reason. One, because it's of great importance. And two, I think, because we too easily forget this meaning. There's a reason why people always say, don't forget the true meaning of Christmas. And so I challenge you, do not forget the true meaning of Christmas. Or rather, maybe I should say, do not grow tired. Or do not grow numb of the true meaning of Christmas, since you hear it all the time. My goal for tonight is to look more in depth, even though it will be brief tonight, to look more in depth of the true meaning of Christmas by looking at the angel's message to the shepherds, as recorded in Luke chapter 2. Alright, so we're going to fly through this. Hope you guys are ready to take notes as we go. First, we're going to look at the description of this message, of the message of the angels. And the first thing we see is that it is good news. This message is good news. He says, fear not, the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. 
And this right away should strike our interest. It's good news. The angels are about, what they're about to say is good news. Now what's interesting is, I think humans are are typically more drawn to, to bad news than they are good news. Why is that? If you look at the the news stations, you look at our news feeds, I would bet the majority of the content is bad news. Why? Because that's what sells. That's what people are drawn to. They want to hear bad news. But be drawn to this. The true meaning of Christmas is good news. And it's the best news. Do not overlook the fact that what we are celebrating, the coming of Christ, is good news because it's the beginning of the best news ever that Jesus came to die for our sins and to redeem us to the Father. Do you see it as good news? Do you see Christmas as good news? Do Do you see Christmas as good news because you get time off of school? I was talking to some people at dinner. They get a month off school? Claire, are you kidding me? What are you... Is that why it's good news? Because you get all this time off. Is, is, it, is Christmas good news because you get presents? Is Christmas good news because you get to see the lights and you get to have good food and all the Christmas stuff? And these are all good things. I love these things. But these things, these, this is not the good news. The good news is the coming of Christ. And I encourage you to reflect on just how good of news that really is. And secondly, we see in in the description of this message is that it is of great joy. The angel says that I will bring you good news of great joy, he says. I will bring you good news of great joy. The response to this news will be great joy. That when you understand just how good this news is, the result is great joy. How can there not be joy? Jesus has come. He's been born. Like what a joyous occasion that Jesus is here. Do you find joy in the message and the meaning of Christmas? Do you find joy in that? Again, not not joy in the things surrounding Christmas. Not just joy in, oh yeah, I I have so much joy in the presents. I have so much joy in the lights and the food and all that. No, no. Do you have joy in the coming of Jesus? Now, I know that Christmas can be a difficult time for some. I know that. Maybe time with family, uh, you have extended family comes over. Maybe that's not a good time. Maybe it's a difficult time. Maybe Christmas time ends up being very stressful or an overwhelming time. Maybe you didn't get the present that you wanted, so Christmas is canceled. Our joy is not to be found in family. Our joy is not to be found in presence. Our joy is not to be found in the spirit of Christmas. Our joy is to be found in Christ and His coming. If you find yourself struggling for some reason this Christmas, remember that you can find joy in the coming of your Savior. That has not changed Jesus has come, and he has come to save you from your sins. Find great joy in the coming of Jesus. So you see, we see see the description of the message 
But now let's look at the center of the message. What is the very core? What is the very center of the message? First, we see in the center of the message is that there has been born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Look at what he says in verse 11. The, the shepherds still say, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is really the heart of the message. This is why it's good news. This is why it produces great joy. Because Jesus is born. And who is Jesus? He is our Savior. He is our Christ. He is the Lord. For Jesus to be our Savior means that he, he saves us from something, right? To be a Savior, He has to save us from something. And indeed, He has saved us if you are in Christ. He has saved us from something great. Jesus has saved us from our sin. Jesus has saved us from the wrath of God. Without Jesus, we have no salvation. We are dead and we are hopeless in our sins. We need a Savior because we cannot save ourselves. In our sin and rebellion against God, we are deserving of His eternal wrath. But then enters Jesus, our Savior. He has arrived. He was born. He came to earth. He added humanity to himself. He lived a full human life in complete righteous perfection. And he went to the cross to die in our place as a substitute, saving us from sin. Do you see why the coming of Jesus is such good news? Do you see why it is of such great joy? Because Jesus is our Savior. And not only is Jesus our Savior, but he's also our Christ, the angel says. And for Jesus to be the Christ means that he is the Messiah, that he is the anointed one, that he is the one who was promised. To come and save us. Jesus was not just a good man. He was not just a good teacher. He was not just a good prophet. He is the Messiah. He is the chosen one. The anointed one. The one who has come to save us. And not only is Jesus the Messiah. But the angel says he is the Lord. He is Savior, Messiah and Lord. And for Jesus to be the Lord means he is the king. He is the king. He is the one who brings salvation. He is the one with authority. He is the one in whom receives glory and praise. He is the one who we submit to. He is the one we obey. He is the one we worship. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is king. And that's what Christmas is about. The coming of the king. The king has arrived. That's Christmas. Our Savior, Messiah, King is here. And the Savior, Messiah, King, we see, is lying in a manger. That's our next point. That this Savior, Messiah, King, is lying in a manger. Look at what it says in verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Wait a second. 
Wait a second. We are celebrating the coming of the Savior of the world. Now that's a big deal. The coming of the Savior of the world, of the Messiah, of the King. And here he is, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. The striking thing, the striking thing is not that there's a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. What's striking is who is wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the King. What is he doing in a room full of animals? He should be in a palace. What is he doing in a feeding trough? He should be on the throne. In one sense, it's, it's completely backwards and inappropriate. But in another sense, it's so fitting. And it demonstrates not only Jesus' humility, but also demonstrates those he came to save. The lowly, the broken, the poor. I really, you see, I think, two bookends. Not that there are bookends to Jesus. He's eternal. You think of his life here on earth. Jesus' birth started in humble fashion, right? As he, as he was born in the midst of animals. And Jesus' death occurred in humble fashion as he died on a cross between two criminals. What humility. Our Savior, our Messiah, our King, humble and lowly, came to earth to die for our sins. And it is he who deserves our worship, who deserves our praise, who deserves our lives. Which brings us to our final main point, which is the result of the message. What? That's okay, thank you. The last major point is the result of the message. Right? We've seen the description of the message. Is that right? We saw the center of the message, and now we see the result of the message. And first we see that it is glory to God in the highest. That's the result of this message. Glory to God in the highest. That would be your next step point. Listen to verses 13 and 14. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. And suddenly, remember, there, there's one angel. And the angel's like, dude, this is some good news. Like, listen to this. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Can you imagine the scene? I mean, please just try. Imagine the scene. Like suddenly a multitude of, of the heavenly host praising God. Not ten. Not a hundred. Not a thousand, but beyond count. I don't know how many angels were there. I bet every single angel was there. Because it was the most amazing event in human history. The coming of Jesus Christ. He's here. He's born. Stretched across the night sky was a countless amount of bright, glorious angels praising God. Like what an event. Do you see how important Christmas is? Do you see what a spectacular event this is? And we get distracted by presents and food? Like what? Jesus is here. 
That's what's glorious. The angels weren't gathered, a multitude, all the angels, they were gathered here praising God because Santa's coming. No. This spectacular, spectacular gathering is because Jesus is here. Oh, how incredible that would have been just to be there, right? Can you imagine to see and to hear a multitude of angels praising God? And obviously it had an effect on the (laughs) show. Obviously it had an effect on the shepherds. We're going to see, right, what what they do. They leave. You would think it would have an effect on them. It should, right? Has it had an effect on you? Has the coming of Christ had an effect on you? His birth, the birth of Jesus, has that had an effect on you? Which leads us to our last point, and that is a life of worship to God. That is the result of this message, is a life of worship to God. Verse 15 and 16. When the angels went away from them into heaven, right, so the angels are gone, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And listen, verse 16. And they went with haste. They went fast. Now, the shepherds stayed there. They stayed for the whole show, of course. The angels, whoa, we got to see this. They didn't leave early. But once the angels left, what happened? They left with haste. They didn't waste any time. They didn't just consider and deliberate. Well, what should we do? I mean, should we go? I don't know. I mean, who's going to watch these sheep? Uh, I don't know. do Do you think this is real? Should we go? No. They went with haste. You see the urgency? They went to go see Jesus. And they bowed at his feet. Do you have urgency to go to the feet of Jesus and worship him? Do you have that same urgency? I know on Christmas we're all urgent to go under the Christmas tree and get our gifts. That's usually what we're, that what we're hasteful for. And oh, this year Christmas is on a Sunday. Oh, why would they have church on a Sunday? Really? We have a Christmas service on Sunday? Are you kidding me? Like, what a bummer. What? What? Like, what? Why are we asking why would we have church on a Sunday? Of course we are. What better day is there to gather with God's people? Like, let's celebrate this good news together on Christmas Day. Yes, I want to be with God's people. Let's worship him together. Instead of going to haste underneath the Christmas tree, go to haste underneath the feet of Jesus and worship him. And we say we don't forget the true meaning of Christmas, but oh, how quickly we can. After they went to the stable, look at the result of meeting Jesus. They see Jesus. They worship him. And then verse 20 And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they heard and seen. They returned, glorifying and praising God. That ought to be our response, too. You know the Christmas story. You know the true meaning of Christmas. But is your response to glorify and praise God? It's one thing to say, 
Oh, look at baby Jesus in a manger. He looks so nice. Oh, that's the true meaning of Christmas. Yay, yay God. And it's another thing to see Jesus, our Savior, Messiah, and King, and worship Him. Will you worship Him this Christmas? I invite you to the stable to see our Savior, Messiah, and King, and to leave changed, to leave glorifying and praising God. Has Jesus made that kind of a difference in your life? As we close, I ask you, have you grown tired or numb to the true meaning of Christmas? I mean, this is the greatest news, the birth of Jesus, the coming of our Savior. And things will get crazy most likely in the next couple of weeks. Likely with some very good things. Maybe even with some stressful things. But through it all, do not forget what is important. The coming of Jesus. I challenge you, take a step back. Don't just assume that that you have not forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. I believe in your head you can confess the true meaning of Christmas. But have you forgotten it in your heart? See Jesus, our Savior, Messiah, and King, and worship Him this Christmas season. Let me pray for us. Lord God, we seek to worship and praise You as we celebrate the coming of Christ. Or what a glorious event and time that we can celebrate and give You thanks and praise for our Savior, Messiah, and King. And I pray that we would Have a wonderful Christmas this year, reflecting on this truth, reflecting on your goodness, reflecting on Christ. Help us not become distracted by the other things of which this season has become. Let us enjoy these gifts, but most of all, let us enjoy and worship you above all else. Lord, even be with us the rest of tonight, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I know we're going a few minutes late, but I want to end with one more Christmas song, and then we'll... Close up from there.